people like people like games. people like games i'm solo and i'm lilo and i am obviously done doing that if you don't know shit because if you don't know we're done with that shit (laughs) well put it's put to bed you know who we are now that's how we're gonna go about this Better recognize that the best podcast in the gaming industry is taking its step forward to claim the mantle. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Places you can find said podcast are on Twitter at people like games. Hit us up. Say what's up. Let's Talk to us. Banter. Let's you know. Send us some memes. Us. We know yeah, you like memes. memes. We just we, we just threw up one of the greatest memes uh, I think I've seen on for gaming in a bit. Um, you got an audible laugh out loud. It was audible it was funny. laugh out loud. But anywho, uh, you can find the pod over on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, like everything. But everything else. You know what I just but, thought about but, solo. But, if they're Spotify listening to us, title. Uh, yeah. Well, obviously not Spotify and title because they suck. As we're going to mention every single time, until every single time. until like Ryan, which we games sweet. up. Like, but come on, man. I was going to say if they're if they're listening to us, they already got to the show. I guess we're really just informing them to tell their friends, right? Because that's what we need. We need people to tell their friends so that we can talk to more yo, people. Yeah, seriously. Like, yo, spread reach. the word. Let's let let let's. You know, I I was trying to think of it as a sort of selfish mission, but it becomes more so. We're a team, baby. It's a group. We are. Group effort. And we're, we're we're failing. So let's 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 grow this shit because like <laughs> let's grow it together. You want to be part of it? Hit us up. Let's go. I like that. Let's get That's it. That's our new exactly. approach. Let's do exactly. it. Exactly. Be right. part uh, of this. Like, but, be part uh, of the journey. Come see us grow as we move exactly. from fledgling podcast to top two hundred, baby. To top. top one, actually yeah, no, yeah. rather top two, but not two, hot, and <laughs> more importantly, to the point that we then become husbands one day. Yep, that's our goal. We the, want to be husbands, and that's beautiful cool. cycle. That's cool the beautiful cycle. All right, but, uh, we got quick scope for you today. But if you don't before know, before we jump into quick scope, we do want to follow up with a statistic that we had mentioned on last <laughs> week's episode that yeah. was mentioned on even the week before his episode, which was the breakdown of sales between Pro Evolution Soccer and FIFA, and that was on the heels of the news that the Champions League would be leaving future uh, renditions of Pro Evolution. There you go. And okay. I had said on the show like ninety ten, and <laughs> and Lilo had wah, mentioned. And Lilo had mentioned how uh, the uh, those he, he basically made me hedge my bet, and so being. 
out of uh, out of character, I, I decided to hedge slightly and said 80-20 or maybe mm-hmm. 70-30. And lo and behold, we will give them the breakdown. Yeah, so we uh, we found a couple articles. Uh, one in particular from Bleacher Report covered this exact topic, which is interesting. And this was back in 2017. But when uh, this whole thing was first coming out, you had Pro Evolution Soccer definitely taking the cake back in the early 2000s. Um, 2007, I think there's a statistic like uh, 1.5 million for Pro Evolution Soccer and only like 800,000 for FIFA. Lo and behold, 10 years later... FIFA, as of twenty seven, either twenty fifteen through twenty seventeen, one of those years, FIFA had sold eighteen million copies in one year, while Pro Evolution Soccer only sold one point five plus million that same year. So, doing the math on that, it's right around ninety ten, and uh, yeah, ninety ten, and it's probably grown even wider, especially with Pro Evolution Soccer losing some of the stuff, but. Yeah, Solo Solo was initially right. We want to make sure that the, we're not just trying to pull facts out of our ass and we want and, to and be correct also, in our facts. We also want to be reiterate that occasionally Solo will pull a fact out of his ass that will then become... Surprisingly be validated. Be I'll surprisingly validated and beware and beware <laughs> of those moments because the horn shall be tooted strongly. Yep, yep. He's going to let everyone know. Trust me. I, I know. I know. Uh, what I was going to say is like, we just want to make sure everyone understands that, you know, we're trying to give you the correct information, the right information out there. Sometimes it takes a little time to do some research. Okay. Shit happens. But sometimes I'm just going to talk my shit too. That's also the truth. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you just got fun. Let's go. Shit's just going to happen. I'm going to say that shit. And it could be wildly inaccurate, but thank God. It'll still be funny. And it'll be informative. Is, You'll just learn something about relative. Solo and not about the topic at hand. The, tr- the truth is relative. Yeah, but yeah. regardless. All right, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Uh, today for you, as usual, we will do our quick scope, which gives you a quick summary of the industry of things that we found interesting. We'll go into a few things that we have on the rumor mill, things that are coming quick up scope, that scope, we think should be scope. cool. Um, say that again? No, I was saying quick scope, quick scope. I was ad-webbing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell? I'm already on rumor mill. You're because calling it quick scope. Did you see, do you watch SNL? This weekend, check yes. if you haven't seen it, the childish, uh, uh, the Donald Glover Migos one in therapy. Oh, okay, okay. And, no, uh, I didn't see the Migos one. Okay, I gotcha. take, a, I was take, a, take a listen, and you two listeners, because it was fucking hilarious. Continue. <laughs> I'm sorry all to right, interrupt right. one last time. All right, we got rumor mill. We got quick scope, then rumor mill, followed by our game spotlight, which will be going over a cool game. Uh, we'll go on to who's man. Who's Who's mans is this? Because EA has come out with some stupid shit on the heels of Belgium's ruling on loot boxes. (laughs) And then we go. Who fucking mans is this? We shall find out (laughs) in a very rude and brutal way. And then in the final lap, we're going to be talking a little bit about. Uh, the Marvel movies, the franchise, and whether or not we think they should get into video games. And you'll hear more about that in a little bit. So, without further ado, we did enough talking. Let's get into Quickscope. First topic on hand. It's about our favorite favorite Battle Royale, Fortnite. Most popular. If you haven't seen, they have just done something really, really cool. And I've actually played it. They, uh, they paired up with Avengers and Marvel in the sense that they have a new game mode where you can go around, you drop into a certain area, it actually shows you where the circle is going to close in on, and that is where Thanos's glove, the glove of destiny, I don't even know what it's called actually. It's called the Infinity Gauntlet. 
I'm so dumb. Infinity Gauntlet. I watched the movie. I don't even know why I thought of that. It was a brain fart. Sorry about that. But they drop the Infinity Gauntlet on the map. You can hear it. Everyone fights for it. As soon as you get it, you become a Thanos who has the ability to jump around, fly. He's super powerful. He has 800 shield and 800 health. Uh, I played two matches with that and I ended up killing Thanos myself. But then someone smoked me right before I got to the gauntlet. And that was the end of that. So it was really frustrating that I actually was the guy to kill Thanos and I thought I would get it then but no it just drops right in the middle so people literally just snipe you just snipe you just so they can get to it very frustrating play twice it was epic pretty fun check it out it's a big patch it just dropped today and uh you should rather yesterday yeah check it out it's pretty cool Sol and I are probably gonna hit this up after uh after we this session per se that is for truth uh we are definitely gonna get a session in because I was watching a little video and it looked pretty awesome because I've not had the opportunity likely go to play but i'll get around to that shit but uh now on to uh two stories actually uh first up google uh recently or recently being uh today launched a little update for the chrome browser and accidentally broke uh, a lot of html5 games uh basically what happened was that Google is uh, making an effort to decrease or discourage the use of ad blockers. And so its policy is that autoplay uh, objects on your screen would end up being muted by default. And so for some of these games uh, that were running on Chrome, uh, their sounds were muted and there was no way for them to be able to get the volume back on. It's actually fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> You know, according to an article uh, over on GamesIndustry.biz, the former Kickstarter CTO Andy Bao even attempted to bring the attention to Chromium Dev, which is the official Twitter account for the Chrome developers team. But apparently nothing has uh, been corrected or uh, there's been no response from the company. And secondly, shame, shame, shame. Uh, which is this is this part's my favorite. Uh, Bao also noted that many of Google's own uh, projects remain unaffected uh, <laughs> Classic. What, a, what a coincidence what a coincidence as they say uh nowhere but regardless uh next up with you know staying with google uh and this is actually no real surprise to me uh but they are secretly building a social gaming startup that they're going to call arcade and they're getting a kid named michael Samen uh to help build and launch it and when i say kid i mean kid i think he's 20 years old um oh shoot really yeah oh, man. it's, it's it, it could be maybe 2022 but um it won't be tied to any existing social networks and it's actually going to be based off phone numbers so it's going to be an element of mobile gaming to it i think that makes a lot of sense it's what mm -hmm. we had spoken about with uh amazon's uh, I forget what was the name of that Amazon um, software. It's not uh, coming to me. I know what you're talking about. It's not coming uh, to my brain. Uh, they so basically Amazon released the a cloud service. Cloud service. Uh, Game on is the name of the the service that Amazon launched, and it basically allows you to create tournaments. Uh, yeah. yeah within yeah, yeah. games, and yep, so. Yep, yep sort of is an overlapping uh field i uh, would not be surprised if they ended up teaming up uh in that in that realm uh because i was just listening to a great podcast over exponent uh dot fm is the <laughs> name so it's really worth listening to and they're just talking about apple and gaming 
and the way that uh, because gaming is becoming such a fledging market, you will have a lot of uh, attempts like this to create means of connecting gamers and Apple could introduce some of its own software because so many people play their games primarily on Apple phones, uh, but or it makes the most money. But regardless, regardless, um, we'll see how it comes out. Google has failed before with social networks. Um, Sorry, Hangouts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Google Sorry. Plus. No Sorry, Google Plus. RIP, dog. RIP, Hopefully, dog. video games actually. Uh, Video games are something that are more fun than that shit. So we'll see. Yeah. See how it goes. We'll see. All right. Uh, taking it over to another company that we love talking about. Nintendo has officially released some details about their online service that should be coming out this September. And for those of you interested, the one month price will be $3.99. The three month price will be $7.99. And a full year subscription to the online service will be 20 bucks now or $19.99. Um, the family membership for 12 months is $34.99 with family membership up to eight separate Nintendo accounts. It's pretty sweet. I'm probably going to do that with my brothers. But what's cool is that they introduced a few new features or released some features that are going to be along with Nintendo Switch Online. One of the coolest things is that you will have access to NES games that are going to be hosted on the Nintendo Switch Online cloud. It's a compilation of classic NES games, which includes 20 or more that are going to 20 plus more that are going to be added on a regular basis. This is um, kind of sweet. You're going to have games such as Balloon Fight, Dr. Mario and Super Mario Bros. 3. Also, Donkey Kong, Ice Climbers, The Legend of Zelda, Mario Bros, Soccer, etc., etc., etc. There's going to be a whole bunch of other stuff, but you can play these games online, and for the first time, you'll be able to play them competitively online against each other or with each other and play with other friends, so it can be multiplayer uh, through the interwebs. You'll be able to save your data to the cloud now on any game that you play, so to be saved and hosted on your account and saved there. But it goes to the cloud in case you ever want to switch over to someone else's Switch, which is something that they should be doing. And there will be online play, but unfortunately for those games that you're playing now, like Cart and stuff like that, that are online, everyone will have to pay for a subscription to use it in the future. That's the only want, want, want. That's the only thing I can think of that's uh, pretty negative still. As pretty long cool as you pay, you'll get what you want. But actually building Plus, off of I mean, that yeah, and sort of true. connect, expanding that story and sort of... Uh, continuing the conversation, uh, Nintendo actually, it looks like, is going to be discontinuing its virtual console models in favor of a subscription model. I don't know if it's going to be baked into uh, what Lila was just talking about with the Nintendo online service, uh, mm -hmm. but they are basically going to be including all of their classic or 20 of their classic NES games. And so... It's something we had spoken about with mobile uh, that they would be able to port it over and do a subscription yeah, model. So make this huge library of all these games they have. Hell yeah, yeah. So whoever's listening at Nintendo, obviously one, give us our fee Two, <laughs> send <laughs> over nostalgia our, bomb. Boom. So That's boom. what they're trying to go for. Send it's us a be... damn switch. Uh, regardless. Right. Um, number, I think it's interesting. I think it's a great idea. I think they're going to make a lot of money. I think it is going to be worth the price. Uh, and I don't think they it usually did. do right by their consumers too. So like, this is a cool move They you need to pay money for them to create these services. They need to have the ability to, you know, 
so not necessarily profitable, but like right off the expenses that it takes to port over these old ass games. But Nintendo has been a company that usually does right by Nintendo is so. making that. Shut up. Yep. 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 <laughs> I know you people hear it. That's that coin. It's that coin. But yeah, who else is making some money? Who else is making some money? Uh, I think a little company known as Capcom is also making a whole boatload of money. And the one of the driving factors, as we have covered on the show before, which was Monster Hunter World, had uh, sold almost 8 million copies. And, you know, we'll get into these uh, numbers a little bit, but uh, the accounting year for Japan apparently is March 31st, 2018. So they just showed... Uh, that their net sales were up 8.4%. And the most really interesting aspect of this is it's in relation to what we had mentioned last week, which was there's a whole bunch of records now being set, and that's going to be a continual thing because the most people ever, not I guess, yeah, most people ever yeah, are playing games. Ever. Yeah, ever. Yeah, exactly. Currently. It's more acceptable. Technology is more ubiquitous for, for everybody, including okay. a cell phone. Yeah. And, everyone and, above I, the age of like 10 has a cell phone now. You know? Yeah. So and everyone's gaming and it's normal and it's accepted. And now it's just a growing business and accepted <laughs> part of life. Uh, apparently, it, however, the huge sort of uptake in Capcom sales uh, offset the issues it's having at its amusement parks business, which dropped almost 50%. I don't know what the fuck at Capcom's doing running an amusement park, but <laughs> stay, in, <laughs> stay in your lane, dog. Go make a good Marvel vs. Capcom sequel. I mean, not Marvel. Yeah, Marvel vs. Yeah, Capcom no, that's sequel. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which hey, we're gonna touch on one of my faves, Dreamcast, right? Dreamcast, Dreamcast. But all right, regardless, um, we're gonna switch gears a little bit right here, and it's just something that I think uh, Solo and I both found interesting, and that you should probably know as fans of games, developers cannot do shit unless they get feedback, and there was some studies done on that feedback by the Queen's University in Canada. Constructive so, feedback. Constructive feedback. It's not just like I, I'm hurt or I'm upset by this like game, this. but it's like, why don't you like it specifically? Let's go into that. So, right, so um, uh, the headline take us from on it, this little uh, discovery. Say, oh, oh, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Yeah. So on this particular article, the headline reads players less concerned by bugs than bad game design study finds. So a study of over 10 million Steam user reviews unearths valuable data for developers. Again, I said it's from Queen's University in Canada. But if we get straight into the numbers, um, only considering reviews that contain negative feedback, 17% of them mentioned bugs, while 57% of them mentioned game design issues. Clear discrepancy in that people don't like a badly made game, but they don't really care about the bugs. Like sometimes bugs are funny as hell. You see a whole bunch of videos on Twitch and YouTube PUBG. and all that shit. Yeah, Early and PUBG, PUBG, exactly. Like people like were driving Early. in a, in a yeah. car and started flying and then they exploded. But that shit is kind of funny. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's and, and, and it's just mistakes in an overall really unique playing experience. I think it makes 100% sense. I think yeah. uh, an interesting question is also what elements make a good map design because this is what we're talking about with uh and we're, we're, we're going to be talking about fortnite next but not in in this way which is that you know it has one map you know and, right. and it's like right, right. in most games one map gets boring and what is it about this particular map or game that allows a great map design which has to be it you know really down to it to mm -hmm. 
create an, a replay. It's big too. It's big. Like you could do the same thing, and every single game is different. So that, that's that's different that's areas, etc. But you know, it's it, just cool. It's cool. It's These a good, are cool statistics. It's it's a good um it's a good statistic and fact for game developers to know mm-hmm. as they move forward. And so you know, hopefully, we're gonna start getting on a few game developers to the show as our yeah, guests, and hopefully. you know, sort of taking you guys over the pro- if is not the question when when When? audience when When? we have a few lined up but we're just trying to get you know in touch but regardless uh you know just jumping on from what we were just talking about or i guess i was talking about with Fortnite. uh it actually just pulled in uh five times more revenue than PUBG on ios that is an interesting statistic that's your mobile by the way in case you didn't know (laughs) PUBG mobile and uh Fortnite mobile. Uh, obviously, it's no surprise anymore that pub, uh, that Fortnite's making more money, but uh, it's interesting only because apparently I think PUBG was uh, downloaded more uh, in, in the quarter, and even though Fortnite is limited to Apple devices, it still is generating more money than PUBG on iOS and uh android which let's let's be honest a big reason to that is the skins man PUBG, what are you going to dress up as someone with like a polka dot shirt or where's waldo shirt there's no graphical um i guess there's no eye candy that's it there's no eye candy fortnite there's shit ton of eye candy you can buy emotes you can buy dance moves especially when you just shotgun that guy in the face then you're just like what's up what's up or like you're like our boy bang who just uh he spray paints the body outline on the floor right where the guy died it was was hilarious that's counter-strike shit yeah, it's it's funny as hell, um, but yeah, I think that's not that's not a surprise. Fortnite is a bigger right now for sure, but then you just got more eye candy, man. They make yeah, it fun. They make yeah, it fun. All right, uh, switching over to a game that we'll be covering definitely in the fall, this upcoming fall, but it's in the same line. Um, for those of you who are into big fighting games and esports fighting games uh there's a game icon that is in development that uh hopefully is touted as being the competitor to super smash brothers that never was so fighting games were climbing and are climbing in esports ranks there's a huge following of just like dragon ball z fighter which was apparently the uh, most successful launch of any fighter game ever which is crazy um Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I'm sorry, not Dragon Ball Z Fighter, but um, the idea is that Icons has been in development to cater to those players who had that melee itch, but were never satisfied by Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Um, for anyone who played freaking melee back in the day, you remember how technical it was, how fast paced it was, and how good people were. Right now. There's no game to satisfy that itch, and Icons is coming out and doing that. Um, there's an article on the Esports Observer that goes through the history of Smash and why the developers of I- Icons wanted to make a game like this, but it's just too much to cover right now. Long story short, keep Icons on your radar if you're a fan of the brawling style fighting games, and that will be, honestly, I'm going to call it, it's going to be one of the esports that we're going to see coming up more and more. Seriously. Uh-oh, the Wheelos we making calls. I'm making Uh-oh. it. making a declaration. Uh-oh. It's happening. Uh-oh. But well, it's, it's definitely coming out just because Nintendo's been dropping the ball. 
They, they've been dropping the ball in the sense that they haven't been backing up Super Smash and those tournaments, whereas but Icons is making it for They are doing the E3 Switch tournament. So I mean, that's that could be, be cool. changing. It could be changing it, because that's it, when it it's could. launching. Uh, that's true. Nintendo's definitely a slightly different company now. I think Icons could work as an esports title alongside. It's that. just like I equate Icons to Rocket League, right? Rocket League was developed because they knew multiplayer and esports was in its future, and it just fucking blew up. It's so much fun. I still play it now, and it's been out for what a year and a half, two years. I love that game. Icons is being developed for esports the same way I don't know that Rocket League is, and I can see it sort you of know, being an indie hit. You know hit. what it makes me really think of, which is um, I don't know if you viewers are aware of a little little uh, indie television series known as House of Cards, and, uh, <laughs> and no one no one's heard of that. No one's heard of it, I, and you know how it was actually started, which was that. Uh, when it was initially pitched, it was uh, the result of Netflix using an algorithm and finding that its users really loved show about politics and they loved Kevin Spacey. And so they combined the two by finding a material that would fit. That is sort of what I feel like is going to happen with... Um, some gaming uh, publishers. They're going to the use metrics. They're going to use Absolutely. metrics to start creating games. Analytics and getting algorithms and being like, oh, something like Smash, but if we tinker this, that, the other, boom, it's like Smash, but it's not Smash. I don't I know. You. I don't know. But on to some joyous news. And by joyous news, I mean taking it back a little bit. I guess this okay. is even a depressing point. Um, it is actually along the lines of maybe our potential final lap topic next week, barring anything more interesting coming about. Um, PS2 is bringing some of its classics over to PlayStation now. And it really shows yeah. that between Xbox having really started the trend, Nintendo now getting into it with its own subscription service and PS doing it, if they all released consoles that basically held the entireties of their own catalogs, yeah, yeah, catalog archives, <laughs> like and then each console would be worth the investment because you would have such a large amount. And if they had yeah, just like, a cont- thousands you, of games, and if you console. had just a, if you just had a uh, subscription model, which is something that gaming consoles and companies have been doing for a while, what do you think your Xbox Live is? What do you think PlayStation Now is? Uh, the, and Nintendo's just never really had one. Now it's introducing its own because it's now a company that needs it to support it. Right. Um, and it's now in a, a phase and has a product that would require it. And, you know, it, it, it's cool. It's a, that's, a, that's a little branch off discussion that we might even delve into further. But for this sake and point, uh, a couple of the titles include Ape Escape 2, Dark Cloud 2, and Hot Shots Tennis. This along with remakes like... It's a good time to be a gamer, man. That's the best way to put it. I'm, uh, I I'm excited for more of these. Agree. More of these games to just keep coming back, so I could play Sly Cooper. Sly Cooper. Yo, I want Sly Cooper. We want coming it. back. I, I do. That game was so much fun. It was it so was. much fun. But it was. All right. Uh, moving on to some other fun things. We love the topic of FIFA recently. Um, FIFA and Pro Evolution Soccer. But something cool with FIFA is that Coca-Cola has stepped in to sponsor a FIFA 18 Global Series qualifier in Russia for... It's pretty das much advertising motherland. for the freaking World Cup. But yeah, we're, we're going to Russia, everybody. Ah, FIFA tournament in Russia. Check it out. Uh, suffering company 
has it's not the first foray. They actually have their own Coca-Cola <laughs> tournament that yes, is a qualifier. Do. It's called E Copa Coca-Cola, which is kind of funny. Coca-Cola. Yeah, that's a mouthful, right? It's a qualifier for the Global Series as well, but they're they're bringing it over to Russia. Why? All eyes are gonna be on Russia this summer because your favorite teams in the world will be playing some footy over there. So check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be cool. I'm excited. I need to go buy. I actually got FIFA 18, PS4 though. Wait, wait, what? Yeah, yeah. You traitor. Yeah. You son of a bitch. We can't well, even play together. <laughs> you didn't get it though. I know, but like you didn't tell me you're getting it for PlayStation. I'm I didn't kidding. even know you were getting it, to be honest. Well, you say a lot of one, things. One, I got it because uh, someone I know brought it home from work. Okay. And two, right. fair enough. And two, I'll probably just get it for Xbox anyway. Yeah, I don't know if you're that much of a fan. You're going to get smoked, though we do have some miracle you're runs. Get smoked. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you about that story, that fabled miracle run back maybe, in the day. Maybe, maybe we might even stream and let you guys put some <laughs> wagers on us. Uh, you know, oh, that'd be so epic. Competitive stri- we should do that. Competitive gaming between us. Just that we the stream. two of us? Yeah. Dude, you'd end up losing every time, though. If no, we played Overwatch, you'd lose. No, I wouldn't. Play Fortnite, you'd lose. No, I wouldn't. I think FIFA would be, be close in. That'd be I the think, closest. I think it'd be like best out of three, but maybe <laughs> maybe best out of five occasionally. Maybe seven, maybe nine, maybe, I don't know, 11. It's like a lifelong 13. series. Yeah, best, be life best of series. 271. Exactly. Oh, oh Jesus. Okay. I hold right, grudges. I hold grudges forever. But anyway, now, uh, speaking of Overwatch, uh, and... It looks like viewers have the same amount of interest in playing the game as I do lately, or rather in watching Watching the game game. as I do playing the (laughs) game lately. (laughs) And that's because uh, Stage 3 saw the lowest average viewership over the course of the stage. Uh, I think that's due to a couple of factors at this point. Before on the show, we had mentioned, and I'm not going to get into all the details of what bits are and et cetera. At this point, we're going to assume a certain amount of knowledge on the part of our listeners. But uh, Stage 2 had basically incentivized viewing by getting people who would play the game to want to potentially watch or at least to give their turn it on mute and leave it on, which whatever accounts as a viewer for Twitch, so they don't give a shit. But that um, was not really the case coming in for Stage 3. I think it's become a bit redundant. I think the same players keep getting chosen. It's sort of uh, an issue that should be addressed, even if they're in adding new maps. I think Diva and Zenyatta, and like you know, what I mean, they're like the same characters every time. Right. I, I got you. It, it, you, it, have even comp, you have your meta, it, you have your you current have your meta, meta and, and like they're just and, doing the same shit over and over. It's it's viewer fatigue. We're getting into the viewer fatigue part, and I yeah, I agree. I curious. haven't. I didn't even turn it on. Have you turned on season three yet? No, no, I haven't I watched think, a single match. Uh, yeah, so like I watched time. the end, the season finale or the championship. Sorry, of season two, but then season three, it's like. There's no break in between. There's no discrepancy. If they dedicated maybe each season to a type of mode, mm-hmm. you know, like or something like that, just so you had to specialize. If they made them do capture the flag or something stupid, that'd be kind of cool. You'd see I something think different. That they should just like, ban certain characters on a random basis week to week, where say five characters are locked and they're not allowed to be used for this week. 
And that's a great idea. That's actually that a great idea. You you have banning. You just yeah. introduce. I think that's what we talk about. You yeah. introduce banning into the game. Exactly. So they have Matt Vito. So like like just do you know character, character bans, banning. You know that, that way you're forced to not pick Mercy every time. You're forced yeah. to not use Diva. You're forced to not use the monkey. Yeah. Take, take whoever yeah, the top yeah, five most played you know characters are over the course of stages and then get rid of them and number two don't have fucking five stages what the fucking point of that like yeah. what's literally genuinely what's the point of having a playoff for each stage zero point none well, more money for the players which i appreciate but i'm sure but then just you know what put it into their fucking salaries Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, because the only could. team that's going to win is New York Excelsior. So just keep the money. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say the Shanghai Dragons will not be winning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alongside the fuel who have sucked just as much. But yeah. whatever. Huh. Overwatch is okay. boring now. Um, Let us know if you feel any differently. Okay. So I can tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. I swear. I swear. He might do it. It's I do. Okay. I will. I might. It depends on the day and the mood and the temperature and the weather and coffee. All right. Um, our last topic to wrap up quick scope is just going to be the announcement that Square Enix has officially announced a showcase for E3 this summer, which I am quick ridiculously scope. excited about. So effing excited. It's going to be Monday, June 11th. It's 10 a.m. p.m. time or 1 a.m. Eastern time, 6 p.m. if you're in the U.K. and 7 p.m. in Europe. Well, UK and Europe, I guess, different time zones by an hour, which is, I just learned that, huh? Mm. Interesting. Either way, the showcase is going to be live streamed on YouTube, Twitch, Mixer, Twitter, and Facebook. So be sure to check it out if you're a fan of anything Square Enix does. I'm a fan of everything they do, including my one favorite game, KH3, baby. Yeah, they're yeah, going to have yeah. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm sure they're going to come out with some highlights, hopefully a new trailer, not some dumb retro game mode inside Kingdom Hearts, but it is what it is. So that- we'll check it out. I thoroughly agree with that. I thoroughly that, uh, agree with. I think that wraps up Quickscope. That um, it does. That it does. I think that. You want me to take them into rumor mill? You should take us into rumor mill because I realized that we did not put together a a, a little sound uh, a little you sound bite for bitch. you guys for this one. So instead, you are going to get <laughs> the gong. Mm. Rumor mill. All right. Which is not going to be the same case for next week, but now you, man, for this week, shit's happening. <laughs> there anyway. you go. All right. We got some things on the horizon to look out for. This is just, it's less of a rumor mill and more of a heads up, but we have tentative quarter releases for upcoming favorite games of yours, including FIFA, Madden, NFL, and NBA Live, which are all scheduled to be released in quarter two of the fiscal year. Uh, Battlefield is coming out in the quarter three and a game that we have covered on the show, but you'll hear more of, I'm sure, as EA and BioWare uh, ends up fucking it up. Uh, Anthem, the much-awaited RPG that is beautiful if you look at it, but you have no idea what it's about because they haven't released anything else, is expected Q4, and actually they did say, uh, the BioWare president said or CEO said that it's probably coming out in March 2019, so be on the lookout for those tentative game releases. No definitive dates on any of them, but it should be coming out soon. And this second one, I think this is pretty sweet. It's definitely part of the rumor mill. For any fans of Bungie, you know, those guys that made the most beloved series of all time, but then ditched it after the third game, they made Halo, in case you're wondering. They have 
been dropping updates on their RPG, sorry, uh, first person shooter RPG, Destiny 2. And they have caused a stir in the industry because they have said, quote unquote, they are releasing an unprecedented first person shooter for Destiny 2. And unprecedented first-person mode for Destiny 2. What that means, no one has any idea. Is the because game they third totally person or first-person already? It's going to be first-person. It's oh. first-person shooter. But like Destiny 2, they're saying they're introducing a game mode into Destiny 2 that no one has ever be seen before and will change first-person shooters. I swear to God, if it's Battle Royale, you're getting flamed <laughs> the fuck out. Oh my God. No one's ever seen it. I wouldn't <laughs> say it's a Battle Royale. It'd be the dumbest use of... like semantics ever just because know. Like, you're with a liar the way, the way that the way that uh bungie has worked with bungie with bungie with uh destiny's development or destiny 2's updates etc doesn't give me a lot of faith uh i really hope that they do because for the company that created halo i want nothing but the best however <laughs> They are not really, you know, they create Halo. Like, would I be? I love them. Ma- I love Bungie. If, 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 just- if they managed to create something that was unprecedented, would I be surprised? No, because they created something that was unprecedented before. That's so true. There is, it's within the realm of their history of their work. Skill. But, yeah, their skill. Yeah, their skill, their experience, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Hopefully I agree. This, they've sucked so much lately that they understand that that hit the light bulb for them. And now they're going to come out with that fire. Dude, you Destiny know. 2 was a little bit of a disappointment, yeah. at least for some. I, mean, I, I was know. invested, I got to end game, and that was it, but yeah, it's whatever. To the listeners, so. I may shit on some things, but I'm always objective. I'm always honest. <laughs> He's just, and he the tries to that be I'm, honest. And the times that I'm biased, I will admit my bias. And something like Destiny, Bungie, Battlefront, those games, I have, I have no wishing of failure on anyone, because the more people... More games that are sold, more people that are happier, more people that get jobs. I'm not out here for anyone, but like, <laughs> okay, you know. we're going to jobs. Oh, we're going to the economy. We're, we're going to uh, I'm just, longevity, I'm just trying to, life, happiness. You know, exactly. Your overall you know? compassion for I'm human trying, beings. Exactly. Like, I'm not trying to go after people like that. I'm not trying to go that. Enough of you. Enough but of if you. your shit sucks, you're getting called out and getting that flame on or that Hadouken. So. We're on to, uh, that, that concludes our rumor mill. We got two things that we thought would be interesting to hear about. And now I'm going on to our game spotlight. That was a weird way to say that, but we're going on game spotlight. It's so, spotlight time. This game spotlight is a game called Pillars of Eternity 2. And if you haven't been on Steam, then, uh, well, rather, if you have been on Steam, you've seen it on the front page. It came out recently, and it's, you know, obviously a... Uh, Oh my goodness, what's wrong with me? What's the term for a sequel? There we go, I'm so dumb. I can't believe a sequel just, what is wrong with me today, guys? Guys, someone help me out. I need some more coffee or something. Maybe it's too late for me. It's only what, like yeah, eight o'clock here? It's awful. Sequels? No. Yeah, so it's a sequel to uh, Pillars of Eternity. And it is an RPG, top-down, third-person view RPG that very much gives off the vibes of Diablo 2 and Divinity Sin. I don't know if anyone's ever played that. I've never played Pillars of Eternity myself, but judging from the reviews that it's getting on Steam, which are incredibly positive, 
and just the fan base surrounding it and the hype surrounding it. I can tell that a lot of hours have been put in this game, a lot of dedication and love, and it looks super clean and fun. Literally, the UI, if you look at the way the game is played, it, it almost matches exactly what Diablo 2 and Divinity Sin does, but that's usually RPGs, and that's what they do. Uh, if you're a fan of the genre and that style of gameplay, be sure to check it out, but that's really all I got for now. Yeah, and, uh, you know, just for future reference, we are going to be expanding the game spotlight where uh, Lilo is going to get a chance to, uh, you know, spend a bit more time here. And we're going to make we're going to elongate this segment because we know you guys like the games. And so we want, you know, we would really get a chance to dive into some of this stuff and uh, present it positive. So look forward the to goal, that. Yeah, the goal is to get sponsors, right, who pay for these things, because all these games that we want to spotlight look amazing cost a lot of money and unfortunately everything's coming out of our pockets right now exactly. so this is being sold for 50 bucks right now on steam that's kind of a heavy price for a game that you might not play to completion especially when you got an episode every week so if we get sponsors we can check it out that's why we did no reload heroes that's why we had some other indie developers who were yeah, but... <laughs> willing to give us some keys it was and great. the first thing we need before sponsors is listeners so be sure on that note to subscribe and tell your friends and tell your friends. But on that note, it is time for the first ever. Second ever. First ever. We kind of did the same shit last week. No, that was me tooting my own horn. This is, <laughs> right? this is like, whose man's is this? And this, uh, you know what? I do have a sound bite for this. Tell me if you guys recognize that bat. Hit me up. Hit me up. We're going to hit him one more time. I would, yeah, I should have gotten the sledgehammer. Because that would be more appropriate for what's about to happen. Um, EA has, even though, how do I begin this? Today, in an investor call, the EA CEO, Andrew Wilson, who was adamant that loot boxes should not be considered gambling. In his words, specifically, we don't believe that FIFA Ultimate Team or loot boxes are gambling, firstly, because players always receive a specified number of items in each pack, and secondly, we don't provide or authorize any way to cash out or sell items or virtual currency for real money. That is hilarious. That happens to be the exact stance of the... Illuminati. ESA and ESRB. And oh, okay. okay. So I remember I had told you and the listeners here that there was an inherent conflict amongst the ESA or the ESRB trying to self-regulate the loot box mechanisms in their game because it's so fucking profitable that why would you bother doing that? It makes no sense. It is too much money. So... Just, you know, I'm just going to hit, hit him with a few Hadoukens before we continue on. <laughs> and now, this obviously comes on the heels of the story that we covered last week uh, during Solo Toots' own horn, which was that the Belgian Gaming Commission had found that EA and FIFA 18 were in violation of national gambling laws and that they were going to be imposing fines, penalties, and even potential jail time for... Uh, publishers that had loot boxes in their games and right, right. that is a situation that's going to expand outside throughout the entire eu but it is hilarious that ea is trying to do this i think it's obviously in complete sort of like 
ridiculous propaganda that you'll now see. And I'm going to follow this through with a number of game publishers taking this exact line, which is it's just like items in a pack of cards or it's not allowed to be sold or cashed out, which to me makes it even more menacing because then if the game like something like what happened with Paladins, not everyone or not, well, not Paladin, excuse me, uh, Paragon. Not everyone's epic games. Not everyone's going to refund the money. So if you sunk a whole lot of money in, like why can't you have the option to resell or to cash out or to do something with it other than to keep sinking money into a property and to IP that you don't really own? But fuck EA. That is your choice though, right? It is just, your just choice. Like, that's, that's the caveat right there. That is your choice to keep sinking money. You could eventually stop. Yeah, but you could say the same thing about gambling. I mean, you yeah. could eventually it's an addiction. stop. I and get that's it. the thing. It's, the way that hey, it, there's helplines. Maybe we need to establish helplines. Yeah, maybe we need to establish helplines. Solo. One eight hundred solo. Call me, and what you're going to get is a slap in the face. And exactly. Hey, that's what that's some it. people need, man. That's what some people that's need. That's all because these companies in these game publishers that are using these sort of exploitation, which, and I'm only using that as a baseline because for for next week. Do expect Lilo and I to dedicate quite a fucking segment to just roasting the shit out of the team and the mobile game Hogwarts Mystery. Oh, oh, definitely. Some Getting fucking exploitative shit going on there. You guys yeah. are up next. At this point, fuck Andrew Wilson, but he did make a pretty interesting point after the fact, which I'm only going to mention because it sort of toots my own horn as well, which is that EA has been focusing a lot on potential subscription cloud gaming, uh, subscription-based cloud gaming, and that is going to be something we'll see going along the lines of all of their FIFA, NBA, etc. series, that they'll yeah. just be paying a monthly fee, which is probably more lucrative because you pay probably per year then more than you would for the game for, on a yearly basis yeah, just for the item. on top of the in you know in-game purchases you'll be making so congratulations you guys are going to find a new means to exploit your customers economically and they will buy it and think they have chosen to buy it of their free will they will buy it they will buy will it be one of them unfortunately but they will buy it they will buy it they will buy it, right. and that's not terrible, but that's all I have for EA and uh, Andrew Wilson. But Does that mean it's time for our final lap? I think it might be. All right. Let's jump in to the whip. Yo, tell them the, tell them the question. What, so, is, what are we discussing? The question was going to to be specifically on the heels of the obvious massive phenomenal success. fucking gargantuan success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe Marvel has now established a formula and system that sort of churns out the shit now you know and yeah. so to a degree they have the ability now to sort of expand outside into separate industries and so should marvel especially now you have spider-man coming out uh in september uh spider-man ps4 that's going to be a wildly successful game already and granted sony owns it but sony in partnership with marvel were also the team that were behind a little bit of the story mechanisms in this game but regardless 
should Marvel get into uh, making video games again? Because uh, although they do not have a history, per se, of having ever done it, they did not in films as well. And, you know, we're going to also be asking, you know, which superheroes do we would we want to see games made out of? Because obviously we know the Batman games that came out by Rock Studios, the Arkham series was what... DC has been invested and they've made some quality, quality quality-ass games. I agree. You Uh, know, Injustice 2 was like, you know, sort of a a big part of the the FGC community uh, for, you know, the past year or two. Or I guess I want to say past year. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how old that is. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 and 1 are two of my favorite games of all time. I think that uh, the Spider-Man 2, which came out for PlayStation, was it 2 or 3? I exactly forget. But on top of that, remember Marvel Ultimate Alliance? Yeah. That was one of the best games I've ever played. Was it actually? Well, You enjoyed it? I did just because it was sort of a multiplayer. There's very few multiplayer games like that that you're able to play. Sort of like no reload heroes, where mm-hmm. you start with this, another person, and normally it used to be in the same room that you'd be playing it. But now playing online right. sort of has local co-op, local co-op. But now you also have a similar feel through all of these chat mechanisms. Regardless, where you two start one game and it's a closed game and then you just play it to completion, you know, right. and you pick it up there. It's not like it's literally a two player sort of RPG with comic book characters. Like and they also did have some sweet mechanisms where you could like combine abilities between players and you had the X-Men coupled with the Avengers and all those people. And it, like, it was really close to what an arcade game would feel like on a console. So like, if you go to the arcade and you go through, that's true. You were yeah. sitting two next to each other. Like t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles type feel. Exactly. Same, exactly. Feel. And it captured yeah. that. And I don't know why they don't make games like that anymore, especially Dude, with that's comic the thing. Book characters. Time out, time out. Let's let's. They definitely do. Like Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite is the same idea, but they've put it on mobile and stuff like that, where it's not a console game. It's not no, heavy. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite sucked. I mean, okay, it sucks in terms of gameplay, but they are still making that type of game. They're trying to make it so that you could run around. The thing is, like, I don't know. That that's too like historical. Like, why have they not really invested in like a good? Like, you know, there's the Avengers Square Enix project that has been sort of in limbo for two years at this point, if not more. If the Avengers came out in 2012, they're already going to Avengers 4. They're going to kill off half the, you know, fucking universe uh, at the end of the next movie, you know, just to make forward. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We know. Spoilers. What are you talking about? I said four. I'm talking about four. Okay. I'm talking about four. Like, they're going to make way because, like, there's no way they're going to keep it's never going, going to be into phase spending. four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with different Let's... people, different faces. But the, I, and I say that to say that the time for the initial batches of those games are over. But at the same time, in the first like I want to say like five years, Marvel hadn't figured it out just yet, and it was like sort of the back five years lately that they've started putting out good movie after good movie versus like I think everything like. Iron Man 2, 3, Captain America, Thor. All those movies sucked. I know you liked Winter Soldier yeah. a lot, but that was all right. That sucked anyway. Winter Soldier was actually but, pretty sweet, dude. You know, they it have Marvel good. Strike Force on Android and iOS, which looks like shit. And Let's... Here, wait, wait. 
before we get into further rants, let's just list off from 2015 what games actually came out per Wikipedia for Marvel in oh, general. Nice. And I think Better you'll find it. A, you'll see a general theme, but you have Marvel Future Fight, which came out on Android iOS. You have Lego Marvel Avengers, Microsoft Windows, Nintendo 3DS, um, the iOS, PlayStation 3, 4, Vita, Wii U, Xbox 360, whatever. You have Marvel's Avengers Academy, Kellogg's Marvel Civil War VR, Marvel's Heroes Omega, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, which is actually pretty sweet, Marvel's vs. Capcom Infinite, which Solo apparently hates, Lego Marvel Super Heroes, which is objectively the best one here, Marvel Strike Force for your freaking phone, and the upcoming Spider-Man game, which obviously everyone should be hyped about, because if, if you're not, I think... I'm going to summarize everything you said, and I understand where you're coming from, where they have been making games, clearly. Like, they've made nine games in the past three years. However, these are all mobile games. These are small games. The one that sticks out is Spider-Man. Spider-Man being a AAA title from a big studio that made Psyonix that is dedicated to an internal story and taking a character through a whole no, single-player no, no. campaign. No, isn't, isn't Psyonix. It's Insomniac. Oh, Insomniac, sorry. Not Psyonix yet. Insomniac is the Rocket League. Yeah, I was going to say. It was yeah, close, yeah. though. It was close. But, um, Spider-Man, it, it Rocket sounded League. Similar. It happened, bro. Yeah, so the idea, I think, that you're talking about is I think you and I are both missing those single-player adventures with superheroes all the way through the end. And so, like, and if you go up the list, right, and what the most curious thing is that you had a really large amount of games coming out over the course of the 90s when it was... Nintendo, SNES, uh, Game Boy, Sega, Game Gear, right. and Atari. then Atari. Dude, there's like hundreds of games over across the span of a couple of years. Yep. And then, like, I remember, like, Spider-Man Venom Maximum Carnage is one of, like, the games I played most as a kid on Sega. Like, the X-Men games, all of them were really made. Like, Adamantium Rage, I remember. I literally owned every single one of these games, like, all the X-Men games. And... It feels like once they didn't have that 2D walkthrough mechanism to do anymore, they tried it with Xbox, you know, Spider-Man kept being made into a game just because they were doing movies, but... That's because Sony was taking care of it, but yeah, it's pretty yeah. legit. But for a lot of these other guys, they they really missed an opportunity, uh, and, you know, it would make Let's sense. Let's move in the question of, should it be, should they get into video games? Yes. Yay or nay? Yay, yay, because Spider-Man's success is going to... Batman's success and now the soon-to-be Spider-Man's success is going to prove that there's a very hungry market for, you know, superhero games. If they want it on the screen, why wouldn't they want it on their console? Why wouldn't they want to be the superhero? That's really it. Why wouldn't you want to be the superhero? Exactly. That's a perfect way to put it. Why wouldn't you want to be a superhero in an interactive way? So... What's the crossover Sing. of people who watch the MCU versus gamers or gamers who watch the MCU? 100. 100. <laughs> I don't know if it's 100, but that's, 100. that's something we need to check. It's 100. percent I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pull that one out because that, either they yeah, watch we, we it because they check. love it, or they watch it and they hate it. But everyone watch it. But we're talking. You're talking like you. You. I'm talking rather. I want to be the superhero, but I want to be Spider-Man in the same way Spider-Man game, where you can go into his whole influx of abilities. Exactly. If you got, if you looked at Lego Marvel superheroes, that game was super fun, but you didn't have too much to do. Like there was a limit to what you could do as a character, and 
the difference here being if you're one character you can explore everything that spider-man can do and they made an incredible amount of options check out that game all right i think the reason they wouldn't actually kingdom hearts 3 is going to show the success for some of that maybe they'll have comic book characters i don't know uh what were you gonna say i was gonna say what superheroes do you want to see a game made for i want to see x-men obviously uh, I would say Batman, well, no, no, no. but X Men is like it's too much. Like, remember the Wolverine game that came out a yeah. couple years ago? That Wolverine game was sweet. You had his senses. You you could walk around. Like you could utilize his feral abilities. Okay, okay. Just single hero Wolverine I, was sweet. I, normally, I'd say Batman, but they already did. Dude, it. we just no, had, no, yeah, no, we no, just no, had no, a great no, Let me fucking finish. <laughs> Why do you keep bringing up Batman? Because we're talking about Batman. But I say normally, <laughs> I say Batman, regardless of the question with Marvel or DC. Next, I'd say Spider-Man, <laughs> uh, just because I genuinely love Spider-Man. We grew up with those games. We grew up with Spider-Man. We grew up with really. Spider-Man, um, and then X-Men as well. But if I had to go into specific ones... Current Avengers. Current Avengers. I mean, Black Panther, though. Come on, man. I know the answer for you, and I'm sad, I'm sad you don't know the answer for yourself. Is it... Is it? I, I mean, I said Black Panther, but I'm. Let gonna... me just let me just give you this. They're based in space, and they're a tag team, and they're not human. Come on, you love Ratchet and Clank, right? Oh, what reminds oh. you of Ratchet and Clank? Ratchet oh, and Clank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Rocket, Rocket and, and Groot, Groot would be so yeah. legit. That game would be funny. unreal. Think about like you go into Garden Gardens of the Galaxy, right, the first right, movie. Ratchet, they were together and, already. Ratchet and Clank. That's so good. Thank you. See, you see the connection yeah, there? That's the first yeah. thing I thought of. I was just like, dude, if I'm a guy who's tech-savvy animal and I go around, I steal Ratchet and Clank's idea, I make it, and Baby Groot is just my, my bodyguard, my body double, and you just and go around and you do stuff. Tree. Like the- he, he works exactly, right? How but sweet the- would that be? Those mechanics, he can crawl up things and pull you up and all that shit? Ugh. The problem is that Hollywood just doesn't have the technical understanding to be able to execute on something like that, and Marvel, while... It sort of executed masterfully on its film vision. I think Spider Man's going to be a massive success because Insomniac Games was the one doing it. You know. Okay. Uh, um, and I feel like there's you say a- they don't. I disagree in that they they definitely have the technical capabilities to make a game just like that. They made Ratchet and Clank. They made if they're going to make Spider Man. No, no, I'm saying Insomniac Games does. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying that Marvel Marvel does not. Oh, Marvel at the moment, not, at the hopefully moment, hopefully they can get like a different company. I think Ratchet and Clank, aka Honestly, Marvel, Groot. should just acquire Insomniac Games and then have them start churning out fucking superhero games, which, which would, would be, be so a tragedy sweet. to the gaming industry to have one of its best publishers go in house for a conglomerate. But at the same time, make some goddamn good some superhero fucking games. Sweet, sweet, <laughs> sweet <video laughs> Sometimes oh, for man. the greater. For the greater good. For the yeah, greater I, good. And if you could tell us good, what movie that is from, we'll send you a free t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever he says, because yeah. I don't even know that we have t-shirts. But That's, when we get them, you'll get a free t-shirt. And the unofficial product endorsement out of nowhere, out of the blue, just because it just came to my mind. Shonen Jump 50th Anniversary uh Ooh. partnership over at uniqlo so i ended up getting pretty cool uh shirts one is raditz one is goku uh and one is just the shonen jump logo which is a pirate um and hell yeah check it out uniqlo 
send a shit. Hi, Luffy. Pirate and King. I'm down. I'm down with that. Luff, luff, luff. Yeah, because they do partnerships because guess who does a partnership with Uniqlo as well? Marvel. And so, nice. you know, they could just end up partnering with a lot of these different developers and creating cool games as a secondary idea in the way that, you remember, I remember we, we covered a story a couple of weeks back, which was that, was it Marvel or Sony that had come over to Insomniac with a list of characters and said you could choose anyone you want and they ended up choosing Spider-Man? Uh, no, I yes. don't remember that, but we that did. sounds cool. And we're going to bring that back up for you next week with the actual article because uh, that was one of their options. And, you know, I think... Gambit, no, Gambit, Gambit, Gambit. Let's oh, Gambit. Okay. All right. Yeah. I like Gambit. I like Gambit. I, I can see that. All right, yeah. let's I was just to say I did want to mention that I think personally the best superhero to do an adaptation of would be Thor. Thor or yeah. Iron Man? Yeah. They have the, I, they have the I look at it through gameplay mechanics as well to be like what would I want right, to play? Right. Dude, gameplay mechanics we're talking about like Thor what does Thor have? A hammer. What did God of War just use in the same fashion? A fucking axe yeah, that I could fly I Thor forward the entire and back. Time. Isn't that sweet? Like, yeah. that's exactly what I would imagine. And then Thor is able to fly, which you could definitely put into a game. And then you have Asgard and all these other realms. Like, there's so much material you could use for Thor. And then just as far as Iron Man goes, it might be too complicated because you don't want to use the same suit the entire time, but like you got all these build mechanics, you can go around getting new suits, you can go around like new suits for different abilities, calling them into fights. It'd be it'd be a sweet game, sweet game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marvel, make a game. Marvel, yeah, make seriously, a game like with there's superheroes. no reason not to. I think it is if people get superhero fatigue in theaters, I don't think they would have it necessarily in games. I think. If you don't do it lazily and sort of half-ass it, because if you try to half-ass it, gamers are not going to respond kindly. But you know, you know, Marvel's always looking for that next dollar, and so that's true. They can make a shit ton of dollars. Make a shit ton of dollars. So you know, check it out. Maybe Rockstar. Yeah, look Look at Rockstar. Rockstar. They have proven like Marvel. Do you do you let's so let's do this. Do you see Marvel? jumping into the industry within the next five years within the next five years yes but that's only because they never left the industry they're in the industry dude it's just you need to clarify that more i think i think mobile does not really what i'm going to consider i mean spider-man is a marvel entity and they're coming out with that for a ps4 like it's they're in the industry the question is do you think if you like let's make the question do you think an avenger will have a singular game. One character from the Avengers will have its his own, his or her own game. Uh, I would say no. That would be a no. Mm, no. No, I wouldn't even say the singular Avengers. I think more specifically it was how the MCU is its oh, own Spider-Man. The MCU stupid. is its own so cinematic, you know, like there's no Marvel MGU, you know. That's what I'm what saying. is MGU? Marvel in Gaming sense? Universe. Oh, 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 oh. You know, okay, okay. Something of that nature, but you know, that is what I mean. Not we licensed our character out that is licensed to us by Sony, and even though we created it and ownership rights and IPs are convoluted messes in a whole different <laughs> world of conversation. But regardless, it does 
it, it is a legitimate question. Do I think they'll be that within five years? No, I think they're going to be solely dedicated on mobile because yep. yep, I can see that it's quick, it's easy, it's lazy, and if the if there's Brings any in a shit ton of money to microtransactions, let's do it. Yeah, if there's any indication of the fact that they've only decreased games as it's consoles have become more expensive to produce games, it's mobile for the future. Anywho, that is. I think we droned on enough about that topic, but yeah. you guys should let us know how you feel about Marvel games and whether yeah, yeah. Or not you Let's want uh, to see. We're, a game. we're gonna expand this conversation. By the way, we do have a subreddit that you all should check out. It is r slash people like games we are going to be getting this sort of up and running so that you guys and girls and non-affiliators with said two pronouns have a interest in interacting or you know sort posting. of posting just, just asking just, us questions exactly. you can do amas whatever you need man and you know just, just uh, posting, putting up content and sort of expanding on things that I can't really ramble about because we will waste so much time staying on topic <laughs> that I don't have the ability to, you know, go off on some rants and can't go on his tangents. Can't go on the tangents. Trying to keep yeah, it in check. Everybody. We're going to be getting that up soon too. So uh, be on the lookout. R backslash people like games at people like games on Twitter, iTunes, Google play anchor, fucking Spotify and title. We're still not there, but we'll get there. Anyway, we will take us out. Yo, appreciate you listening. Check out our episode next week on Wednesdays. We're still going to test it out uh, this Wednesday shit. And yeah, be sure to let us know how you feel. Let us know if we're improving. Let us know if you're not improving. Let us know if you're part of the fam and you want to see us grow. And let your friends know about us too. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. Solo, you got anything? Uh, no, no. That, that, that covers all my thoughts. Peace. Right. Later, Enjoy guys. your week. See you next week. Later.